1980, the Thornhill family spent a year living in the village of Kamakui in the country of Sierra Leone, West Africa. 40 years later, you now have the opportunity to re-experience our family adventure through the vast number of letters written during our time there. The letters and commentary are by the original authors, Joan and Harry Thornhill. Each episode is released 40 years to the day after a letter was written. Perhaps you will be inspired to travel and fully experience new cultural adventures in an effort to become a better world citizen. We now invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next episode of Culture Experienced. This is a conversation with Joan and Harry for the February 20th letter that, Mom, you wrote home. You talk in here about helping out at the RC school, which I think was the Roman Catholic school and an English class. Why don't you explain the, I think there were several different primary schools, what they were, how they determined what children would go where, and, you know, whether they were similar, different. Well, um, to understand how the government, when the missionaries came over and how the government, this is years ago, how they decided there were different regions in the, in the country that they would allow certain religious groups to go. And where we were in Kamakui, that's where he allowed the Wesleyans to establish their, their missionary. However, there were Catholic missionaries who were like 10 miles down the road so that that section you would find like near McKinney, a lot more than McKinney is further than that. But in that area there, there'd be more Catholic ones. And then there would be a section. I remember they talked about the Brotherhood of the Brethren were in a section. And also, and then the Muslims had their section. And in our area, there was a Catholic school. All the schools when we were there in 8081 were government schools because the missionaries were pulled out. And then, uh, although some missionaries still continue to help the schools, like the Catholic school, the missionaries, the Xavierian missionaries were helping that school out. And our kids attended the Wesleyan school, which was totally a government school. And there was a Muslim school, which was further, I don't know if it was further north or east, but I know there was one. And when I was... Then there was a fourth one that was just strictly a government school. So there were four schools in town. Oh, yeah, that's right, too. But I think that the Wesleyan school was controlled by the government. Yeah, Wesleyan all of them really nothing. were. Right. It just happened that the Catholic missionaries would help support that school. And it was in a little better shape than the school that you and Kyle attended. They had followed the government curriculum. And, of course, they didn't have the resources. They didn't have the supplies. And they really didn't have, you know, the teachers who were really educated. And many of the teachers that were teaching in the school had just finished maybe secondary school. Or they finished the um, kind of like what we would call the middle school. And I don't remember all of what I did when I was teaching that English case, because I think I think I don't remember because it was probably so disastrous. But the um, when I think back on that, I wasn't really prepared for teaching there because how was I going to get all the materials or how was I going to do it? And when you think about it, many of those children had absolutely no background for reading because, or even like learning English because their parents, everybody, they spoke their, their tribal language and English was, you know, difficult as it was. 
But English was at least a second language, yeah. maybe even a third language for right. the students. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. many of them had not had any English until they got to school. So depending upon where they were in the elementary school, English could have been just like studying in a foreign language for them. And they came from, very, I mean, these people were very, very poor. So they had, you know, who was going to read to them? Nobody's going to read to them. I remember we had some, some of the women came and visited us, and we had some magazines that we had, that the Peace Corps had given us, like Time Magazine or Newsweek or something like that. And they would pick the magazines up and look at the magazines, and they were looking at them upside down. And I didn't have the heart to go and tell them that, you know, it's this way. Because they They were really seeing colors. Yeah, they were seeing colors. And, you know, and I think we mentioned that when we went to the villages to teach the primary health care, we had to change the pictures from color to black and white because it was they could distinguish better. And to white out the background. Than to having all the colors. As to the teaching in the class, I know they wanted me to teach in the in your school, but I felt I could be more useful working in the uh, tutoring students and also working at the hospital. So was there only one like middle school, high school, or were there other kind of competitors to the Kamakui Wesleyan Wesleyan Secondary School where Mark went? In our town, there was really only one uh, secondary school, probably middle secondary school. So if you were coming out of any of those primary schools, you were essentially going into just that one, correct, one secondary school. All right. Well, I think that's good for this letter. The next letter will be on February 23rd. So on to the letter. This is a letter to Mom and Pop Sullivan, dated February the 20th, 1981. Hi, Mom and Pop. Our mails have been mixed up and delayed since December. The last letter I received from Kathy was dated December 27th. I hope it means that everyone has been very busy. We've been praying for Pop-Pop, so we hope he's better by now. Time is going very fast. We have 20 weeks left, about five months. So it won't be long before we're back in Scotia. School ends on the 10th of July, and we'll all leave soon after that. When I was in Freetown two weeks ago with Glenna, I checked on flights home. We'll let you know definitely when we'll be coming. Harry would like to spend a couple of days in Liberia to see Zorzor, where he taught when he was in the Peace Corps. But if the political situation isn't safe, then we won't stay there. We've heard from some of the missionaries that it's not that bad if you're only visiting for a short time. Harry's school is busy preparing for two sports days. I'm teaching an English class at the RC Primary School, 7th grade, which is preparing for a national exam on March the 6th. I'm the rescuer. I'm not sure any of them will pass because they don't even comprehend sentences and paragraphs. Anyway, we're trying. A new doctor and his wife arrived last week from Canada. He's retired and wanted to see the mission field. His wife has been sick with vomiting and diarrhea ever since they came, and their luggage has been delayed. We're all trying to help them adjust. The doctor, Dr. Dow, had to deliver a breech baby by lantern the other night because he couldn't find the keys to the OR room, and he couldn't find the sterile gloves. When the nurse arrived, he asked about the air conditioning. (laughs) This is about 1.30 a.m., And the nurse didn't realize he was joking, so she said, the electricity wasn't on. 
I told Kathy about a terrible lorry accident. Twenty children were involved, five killed. Some missionary friends were passing by and brought them to Kamakui. It's very sad because the children were bathing in a river and some helped to wash the lorry and the driver gave the kids a ride. He was driving too fast over the bridge and went off. All the children were from the same village. Mark and Russ had small bouts with malaria again, but they're fine now. The hospital is running out of medicines, but they're expecting a big shipment any day. I guess it's tied up at the docks with government paperwork. I'll be going to Medina for March the 4th to the 9th to help Mary Jean Holcomb, our favorite missionary friend. She asked if I could spare the time. I'll take a lorry up. It's about a one and a half an hour ride. The roads are like riding on old washboards in the dry season. Temperatures here are 100 to 120 degrees. Very, very hot. Bet you guys would love some of this. We miss the cold. Give our love to all. God bless you, and we're praying for you. All our love. Harry, Joan, Mark, Kyle, and Ross. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Culture Experienced. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss new episodes. Join us at cultureexperienced.com for our blog and follow and like us on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. So please drop us a note at info at cultureexperienced.com. Thank you for listening.